Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, everyone. And we say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you that you have called us again to yourself and you keep on calling us. You keep on bidding us come to you every single day, every part of the day to commune with you, to have that relationship with you, to walk with you in the cool of the day, just like Adam did. And you teach us all along as we walk with you. You pour out your wisdom. You open up our understanding. You show us special passages in, the, in your word. Your principles, your provisions that you have kept for us. You teach us more about yourself so that the more we get to know you, the more our understanding is opened up, the more our confidence in you increases, the more does our faith grow, the more we grow spiritually, the more we understand your systems, your creation, the more we are able to align with what you have kept for us, knowing that when we come in that alignment, these are laws, they cannot be broken, they must fulfill, they must obey. Lord, you have kept provisions for us that we are able to walk in spiritual intelligence. Knowing those ordinances, those principles then that we can engage and get results on the fly every single time when we understand what you have given us. We ask this morning as well, Lord, for that discernment and for that understanding so that through the day, as we speak with you all through our day, all through our journey, and you reveal scriptures from your word, you speak to us directly. You open up that understanding into what your plans for us are and into what our next steps should be. You light up the path ahead. You hold our hand and you lead us. And we know, Lord, in every situation, you work for the good of those whom you have called. So you open doors of favor towards us. You open doors in our destiny. Every bronze gate that refuses to open, you cut down. All the iron bars in sunder. The ground that may be uneven ahead on the path we walk, you flatten it for us. We thank you, Father, that such is your love. And all that you do is you keep on giving. All that you want is for us to live in abundance in in in. in dominion. We thank you, Father, that you pour out your peace and your joy into our hearts every time we come to you when you call us. And we share the same with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and praying family. We share it, Lord, with all those that we are lifting up in prayer today. Every prayer request that has been made on our prayer group, on this platform of answered prayer, We share it with Christians everywhere that do not know you and all those that do not want to know you that have turned away from you. That there is a lifting up, that there is a revelation of your light, your glory, that their steps are turned towards you, Father. This we pray this day. For it is your will that none should perish, but through repentance all should come into your kingdom and enter eternal life. 
when we have corrected our ways, when the truth is revealed to us, that truth sets us free. We thank you, Father. And as we lift all of these intentions in our prayer, and we make our prayer this day, Lord, we call on your name, the name of our maker, our creator, the most high, the great I am, the one who is faithful and always completes every good work that he has started in us and every word that he has said to us. As he said it, and will he not do it? This is our confidence. And we pray in the name of your son, Jesus. The one who came to fulfill every word of the father, the actual word himself, the one who is our daily bread, comes straight down from heaven to feed us all the way until we enter into the kingdom. The one who was, who is, and who is to come, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge, the alpha and the omega of our lives, our destinies, the author and the finisher. And we pray in the name of his spirit, the spirit of life and light, the spirit of truth, the hand of the Father that brought creation into existence, the seal of the age to come, the scepter of Jesus, the King of Kings. His Spirit, the one who changes the times and seasons and has been given to us here to be with us every day of our life, that we might be lifted up, that we might be taught and educated, our comforter, our advocate, our intercessor as well our strengthener. Father, we thank you that you have blessed us with the gift of your word and your spirit. We thank you for the gift of prayer that we are able to speak your word. And when we commune with you and when we complete that formula in faith, then your Holy Spirit works. He hovers over every dark, void and failed situation in our life brings about transformation and renewal. We thank you, Father, you've blessed us with angels, with destiny helpers, to fill every gap in our life where we physically, personally fall short. Your provision, your favor upon our life, your mercy and your grace. We thank you, Father. We thank you that you have blessed us with every spiritual gift in the heavenly and every physical provision that we need. And all that you bid us do is to grow in the spirit, to learn more, to know what you have kept for us. What you have apportioned and provisioned for each of us. So that when your word says that you have plans to prosper us, we align with that plan. And all we need to do is listen to you and obey. We thank you, Father, that you have loved us with an everlasting love that is unchangeable. That no matter what we do in our sinful ways, that love for us does not change. Teach us to love you likewise, Lord. And as we make our prayer and our reflection this day, cover and seal every word we speak and every prayer we make, as well as every person that is part of this prayer meeting and every member of every family that is part of this prayer group by the precious blood of Jesus. So that each one comes under that blood covenant. And the blessing of that covenant is what we live in. 
the protection, the abundance, the righteousness. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your will, Lord, for these lives. Call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us, to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, any kind of natural disasters, any kind of spiritual attacks. Command that angelic protection in the name of Jesus and I declare divine exemption in the mighty, all-powerful, unmatched name of Jesus. We also herald the power in our spoken word, Lord, as we proclaim your word from Isaiah 55, 10 and 11. that says, as the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out from my mouth this day. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. And I send it in faith in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for that gift of life on our tongue. Thank you, Jesus. And today, in our reflection, I'd like to touch upon the God who avenges his people. There are many situations in our life where we are harmed unprovoked and while we're thinking it is unfair we also feel remorse we also feel bitterness anger and maybe even revenge towards the other person but the lord wants us to know that these feelings that we feel those are evil instigating us to attack back to make a mistake and to come against that law of god these are demonic and sinful. God doesn't want us to fall into that. And so in Romans 12 verse 19, he says, do not take revenge, my dear friends. Speaking through Paul now. But leave room for God's wrath, for it is written. It is mine to avenge. I will repay. We see him say this throughout the Bible, these very exact words, he said in Deuteronomy 32, verse 35, he said, it is mine to avenge, I will repay. In due time, their foot will slip, their day of disaster is near, and their doom rushes upon them. It is not up to you to do that and then fall on the wrong side with God. He says, leave it to him and he will do it. It said there in that verse, in due time. Meaning it is due. It must come. Leviticus 19 verse 18, he says, Do not seek revenge or bear a grudge against anyone among your people. But love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. And Jesus spoke of the same. In fact, it was his second most important, sorry, second most important commandment. Love your neighbor as yourself. So that in doing so, just like Job, we would not break any of his laws. 
In Proverbs 20, verse 22, it says, Do not say, I'll pay you back for this wrong. Wait for the Lord and he will avenge you. Psalm 94, verse 1 and 2 says, The Lord is a God who avenges. Very clear and specific. O God who avenges, shine forth, rise up. Judge of the earth, pay back to the proud what they deserve. So when he repeats this a few times in the Bible, you know that he is serious image business here. And you see a few examples when you read through the Bible where the Israelites were held in captivity and it was turned around. He avenged them. The Egyptians as well had to pay the price. There were many other instances where they were harmed by other kings. And then when they cried to the Lord, even battles were turned around. You see that in the case of Jehoshaphat. So he gives us enough examples as well in his Bible to confirm this word, that he is an avenger. Not the Marvel's kind, but he avenges. And that's his side of it. What about us? What are we expected to do? When you know that he will avenge. That's where your prayer comes in. And Jesus gave us a parable there. A parable of the widow in Luke chapter 18. The widow who approached the judge that did not fear God, nor did he regard men. Now when it says he didn't regard men, I'm reminded of what the Bible says about God. Where it says in a couple of places that God is no respect of men. He has no favorites. And there is no one he needs to fear either. So now, that's a judge and God is a judge. He's called the just judge. Now, there are some similarities here, so we need to start looking more closely. What did the widow do that the judge then took action on her case? That's where our prayer needs to be going. And the widow here symbolizes a helpless, a defenseless person that came to the judge crying, avenge me of my adversary. She very clearly said it, avenge me of my adversary. I think it's Luke 18, verse 4, probably 4 or 5. And for some time, he didn't do anything. Many times God is also silent for a while in our life and you think nothing is happening. But the assurance here is even when we don't see anything moving, we sing that hymn as well. Even when I don't see it, you're working. But if we keep persisting, that's what the widow did in her, in her request. She kept coming back and kept on persisting in her request to the judge. If we keep persisting in our prayer, saying like the widow, avenge me. Then at some stage, he has to relent and do it. And that's the whole point in Jesus giving us the parable. This is exactly why in the very start of it, Luke chapter 18, verse 1, he said, men 
that is people in general ought always or continuously to keep on persisting in their prayer and not stop and not get tired until they are avenged or until they receive an answer. And if you keep on reading further there, when you reach down to his further comments in verse 8, he said, he went on to ask one question only. God would avenge speedily, he says, in verse 7. But in verse 8, he said, when the son of man, now son of man, when he calls on or refers to himself, he's talking about him coming in judgment, him coming to avenge. When it's time for him to come to avenge, will he find that faith? Will he find us keeping on persisting for an answer? We often get tired. We ask once and we ask twice. And then if nothing moved, we just come to the conclusion that oh, God doesn't care about us. We want it instant, just like you would drive through McDonald's or any other fast food shops. Within three minutes, we want an answer. You saw here even that judge didn't do anything for a while. Is God looking really at what is the extent of your faith and your persistence? How seriously do you want it? That's an important lesson for us in our place of prayer. We need to look at what the widow did. We need to do the same. Hold on in faith. In summary, he will do his part. Because you look there in Luke 18 verse 7, Jesus said, God will avenge that person speedily. But on our part, what do we need to do now? We need to keep on praying in persistence. That's one part. But the second part is what 1 Peter 3 verse 9 spells out. The other action for us to do is, as 1 Peter 3 verse 9 says, do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. On the contrary, repay evil with blessing. Why? Because to this you were called so that you may inherit a blessing. We do not want to abort that inheritance of a blessing by making the mistake of taking that action ourselves, which God said he would take. We must always remember that. If we are crying, avenge me, we let him do what he needs to do. We do not lose that blessing. At the same time, we trust in God to avenge us because we know and we must know that he will. And I'm going back to that word which we said earlier, as he said it, and will he not do it? When you look at what scripture says about God's word, there are numerous such instances. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass. And one Psalm 138 verse 2. He has exalted his word above his name. So now when we go back to those verses that we looked at earlier here in the book of Leviticus, in book of Deuteronomy, in Psalms and Proverbs, where he says, I will pay back. You have enough reason to believe that he will. All we need is persistence and keep our hands clean.
Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that that understanding comes within us. I also pray, Lord, for the patience to hold on to our faith until we see result and not give up. You said may not always to pray and not faint, not get tired. We ask for that patience and persistence, Lord, that grace upon our lives and the discernment to know what we should steer clear of. We ask also, Lord, for a filling of our hearts with love so that when you said love your neighbor as yourself, help us to see you in them, that even if they have hurt us and harmed us, and even though we cry for justice, our actions towards them would be like what it should be towards you. We keep ourselves safe, but at the same time, we operate out of love. We pray for their conversion. I ask for that feeling, Lord, of your spirit in us. To do what you would do in that situation, Jesus. We ask for that edification in our spirit this day. And as we pray for spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs, those of our families and our friends. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of sickness and disease. For those families that are embattled, that are facing any kind of division, separation, divorce as well. What you have joined together, Lord, let no man, no spirit divide, no separate. We pray for all those strongholds over each of our lives, Lord, to be broken. In many ways, we are living with some form of darkness in our life, Lord, that has been there too long. Some of our old habits, some of our traditions, some of the ways that we have adopted unknowingly back then. But now with your word, you illuminate, your, you illuminate it to us. You show us your ways. And we're able to discern and know right from wrong, good from bad. We ask for that grace, Lord, to turn away from them. And we ask for a filling of your spirit, your anointing, so that that yoke over these lives is broken. Strongholds of prayerlessness, strongholds of poverty, of ignorance of your ways, of busyness, addictions, all kinds of compulsive behaviors. Let those yoke be broken by the precious blood of Jesus that has won all victories. We also pray for our own personal needs, those of our families and our friends. Father, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. As we release our prayer and our faith, making this our prayer of agreement with each other in the spirit, we believe this is an answered prayer in the name of Jesus. I encourage all those that can pray in the spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift to release your tongue and your faith, ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us now make our prayer together. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. 
Sandra <laughs> Sandra 
Anjantala brachetesta, da 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 Sharakara Jala Rasinta Steparikataya in Tandaria Dedicated Papa Marasinta Yambaris the Scripture that's been put on my heart today is from 2 Corinthians 4, verses 7 to 10. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels to show that the transcendent power belongs to God and not to us. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always carrying in the body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our bodies. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> We have two scriptures shared in the chat. The first one is from Ezekiel 12, verse 28, quoted from the NIV, where it is written, Therefore say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says, 
none of my words will be delayed any longer. Whatever I say will be fulfilled, declares the Sovereign Lord. And the second scripture is from Isaiah 54, verse 17, quoted from the New International Reader's Version, where it says, But no weapon used against you will succeed. People might bring charges against you, but you will prove that they are wrong. Those are the things I do for my servants. I will make everything right for them, announces the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you are being blessed by these morning encounters, by Brother Savio's powerful reflections, by the daily rosary and divine mercy sessions and the Friday Bible study series, please share those links for Zoom and YouTube for people to join these sessions live. They can participate and be blessed in the same way. Alternatively, if they can't make those times, let them uh, receive the recordings. Point them to the recordings that are stored on YouTube, on Facebook, as well as on our Spotify podcast page. Please also share links for them to join in this evening's Bible study session. The topic is God's system of advantage. This is the second part this, this evening. And in it, we will learn how God actually set us up at an advantage over all else on earth. <clears throat> we learn about his covenants given to man and his kingdom principles designed to provide that edge in any situation. We have shared a message on our Telegram group this morning. You can take that same message and just share it across to your friends and family, invite them to come. We shall start Bible study, uh, sorry, we shall start praise and worship at 5.30 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time, followed by confession of scriptures, testimony time, and then the teaching of the evening around 7.30 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time onwards. And that the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us chases and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful day, everyone. We shall see you at Bible study this evening. Thank, Thank you, Russell. Russell. God, bless God bless everyone.